Hey, what is up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to or watching the Powercast. Uh, and this is the show where you get the most in-depth story analysis of the Power series every single week, every single episode. Um, and today we are going to be recapping Raising Canaan Season 2, Episode 9, Antitrust. And I am here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How are you doing, Richard? Doing good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up, indeed? And I am also joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. How are you doing, Dana? I am doing wonderful. Excited to be here and talk about the episode that really frustrated me. <laughs> okay. I, I can't wait to hear that. So you know, you, you guys know what to do if you wanna if you wanna hear what Dana has to say. You can find her at the Smoke Spot, the Dope <laughs> Spot. And the boat spot. <laughs> Just like Sam. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and uh, as you see, my name is Eulogy Writer. That's uh, multiple people died in this episode. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to be very busy <laughs> writing eulogies. So, there you go. And, That's uh, an actual profession. So, you're, you're getting a lot of money here. Oh, yeah, for real. I'm going to be busy. Next two weeks, I'll be busy. Um <laughs> <laughs> and Richard, it looks like Richard's the one that, that uh, let Sam out the bus. Was that you, Rich, or, or was that someone else? No, no. Uh, my shift was ending, so my other friend, who is the other driver, he's the one that was driving that bus that Sam was on. But I did see Sam talking to Marvin, and I wondering what they was up to, so now I got my answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, oh, and for oh. those that don't know, I actually do live in Atlanta, so I thought it was very appropriate that this is the name that I have for to the, for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rich, Rich is in the A. He's in the A right now. But um, yeah. So there's lots to talk about with this episode. Of course, next week is the finale, so you know this this episode kind of set up a lot of different things that could possibly happen next week. Um, and we are going to get into all of that. Uh, the first thing we're going to do is do our takeaways in which, um, you know, all three of us kind of just talk about the things that stood out to us personally in the episode. And then after that segment, we'll go ahead to our uh, questions and discussions segment where we have more of a back and forth discussion about, you know, some of the different things that happened in the episode. Um but before all that, just a, a friendly reminder to the people, you know, if you are enjoying the show, enjoying the content, it's very important that you hit the like button. Um, and also, you know, check out the channel because there's a lot of great stuff on there right now. You know, uh, Dana actually just did, you know, some reaction videos for Black Adam, um, which is a movie I, I was very excited to see. You know, I, I want to see if this is going to put DC on the map, you know, in terms of the movies and everything. <laughs> um so yeah you know definitely check out those reactions subscribe to the channel if you like what you see and uh also leave your comments you know let us know what you think about what we're talking about on this episode um so yeah make sure you do those things engage with the content and all that good stuff um and you know i won't delay any further let's get right into the takeaways so uh this week it is dangerous time to go first 
So Yay. I, know got, I know you got pages and pages of notes. So hit us with your take. There you go. <laughs> uh, so right off the bat, we have to always start with it. it feels like the lesson of the episode, even though it's really a lot of foreshadowing. But this is how you do foreshadowing right. This is how you set up what exactly is going to happen, but still leave people hanging and wondering what is going to happen. So 50 Cent is older canon, starts off with, ain't no such thing as a shooter who's happy. They may be happy, you know, when you see them on the outside, but inside they're broken. And that's because they know all the things that they've done is going to now come back to them. And this has to be right away with, it also says that, you know, you're a hitter, you're going to get hit. It might be a bullet or it might be something else, but a shooter is going to to get his, he's going to get shot. You know, you live by the gun, you die by the gun. And with this, what happened at the very end of the episode? My poor kingpin got the gun and it was sad. This was the most shocking to me, not because necessarily the character died, but because he died so quickly. Um, we knew that Raquel was making moves we knew that she was already talking to his associates and everyone was kind of afraid of Cartier. When you deal with fear, you know, it, it, and that violence, people are waiting for your downfall. I do really, when you look at how Raquel runs her business with Unique and that even that whole situation with Unique, everybody was right come from last week. It's dealt with respect. You know, like, hey, if we die, I, mean, I really want to be the one to kill you. I'm going to protect you, but please, can I get my shot to kill you eventually? But if you look at the way how Cartier, right away, how he was, it was fear. Nobody really backed down, but they knew that Raquel was moving in to take uh, Cartier out. And it really wasn't like, hey, I'm going to warn you about this girl. Nobody went to Cartier and said, let's warn you about Raquel, which was really interesting. The whole time, if you look at it, Unique was warning people and having meetings. Cartier was just blissfully going, do, 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 going to my penthouse. And because of that, you know, it was too late. He didn't even realize what happened until he visually saw. He wasn't even able to put the two and two together. So I love the swiftness. I love how they was just able to take him right out. And again, and it shows you that, you know, even if you think you're at the top, remember the, the book ending of this was also, if you think you're at the top, there are people who are going to watch you fall. And once you're down, you're, you stay down. And Cartier didn't get back up. I mean, he had gas, uh, as, you know, that little asthmatic gas at the end, like, he's <gasps> all little bubbling and trembling. I didn't hear any of that, which just further proves, you know, he's down. The only thing about this that was shocking was how quickly it came. I wanted my King Penn and Vanessa to last longer. And maybe in, once we hit to season three, he would meet his demise. But no, nah, y'all just took him right out. I'm sorry. Rest in peace. Also, side note, I think that was the same actor who was in Halloween Ends, which is currently now on Peacock. Yes, it, yes, it was. Yep. It was. And so at least he lived in that. He, he died in this, but lived in that. So yay. Too bad his movie sucked. Uh, that's another discussion for later. But so that is one of my main takeaways. Another one has to really do with the family and the glue of the family with Lulu, Marvin, Jukebox, Raquel. And we see Kanan is drifting away. But if we take those people that I've mentioned right there. You know, Lulu and Marvin has had their problems. 
Marvin, Lulu, and Raquel has had their problems. And everyone's had their problems with each other. But what I loved was it opened right with the beginning with uh, Lulu, who said, I don't want anything to do with this business anymore. He went and he shot uh, Jimmy. Sorry. He shot Jimmy. And, what you know, he was saying, you know, nobody's going to take a shot at you. I'm here for you. And that is what family is. They're a screwed up family. They all have their issues. Everyone has their issues. I don't even know mine, but they all have their issues. And, you know, no one is going to come between them, even though they may fight with each other. No one is going to come between them. And what better way? You know, Lulu saying, I'm washing my hands of this, but he got his hands dirty right back again. So I really love that whole dynamic. And even if you look at what's going on between Kanan and Howard, as screwed up as that may be, he took him to a mosque, which I didn't even know he was Muslim. Wow, that came out of the blue. We'll learn more about Howard every day. So he took him to a mosque, and that is a place of, you know, peace and love and togetherness. You pray together and you worship together. And even though Canaan wasn't there praying with him, the fact that he took him to his place of spirituality and saying that I'm trying to get right with God shows that kind of openness and more willingness he is to show him his side of his life to Canaan. Like again, because nobody knew he was Muslim. So that was a very strong takeaway. Well, I do want to, you know, mention really quickly, shout out to Sam the Crackhead. I do have to mention with Marvin because mm, this frustrated me, but I understand his point of view now that we know that Marvin is trying to make right. Well, I thought um, that after Renee happened that he was going to revert back to the old Marvin, the outlandish, you know, I don't care about anything. I'm going to beat you up and shoot you in your face. You come after me. I'm coming after everyone. And instead, we see him thinking more than doing. We see him wanting to do right. And even though he didn't kill um, the crackhead, uh, Sam, sorry, that crackhead is derogatory. I don't mean to say that, Sam, but he's crackhead. Um, even though he didn't kill Sam, and he kind of should have, because I'm thinking of the bubble situation, and I don't think that this guy is redeemable as bubbles. They're back in the wire. He should have died, but whatever. We do know that Marvin is trying to make right, right. And that conversation, sitting down with Jukebox, having a burger and some fries, it was like a really dry burger. There was like no ketchup. They wouldn't even have any cheese. Sad. But the point is, he was sitting down and having this conversation with her and saying, I promise to do right. And she was like, no, don't promise me. Promise yourself. Start by yourself. And we see the steps that he's taken to get on the right track path, which kind of was kind of wondering. I don't know if he was busy at that time, but the fact that it was Lulu that helped to take out Cartier and not Marvin, that's an interesting switch up. So I wonder if we'll start to see them switch places. If Lulu will have to start incorporating himself more back into what's going on with Raquel, especially now that we know that they have to go after the Italians and, you know, they have Secaucus, they have um, the other two places that I wrote down but can't find right now because I'm all over the place, but they called in kind of reinforcements, even though it's not enough. We know that Lulu is going to now be involved with this and Marvin, hopefully he's still involved with this, but it was just really interesting how we had that change of Marvin swaps left out and we have it for Lulu now when it came to the Cartier situation. And I don't know if that was number three. That was probably number three. 
So those are my three takeaways. Excellent takeaways there. Um, and yeah, I, uh, I definitely echo some of your sentiments on, on that. Um, and yeah, we, we're going to have a deeper conversation about uh, some of these things, particularly Marvin and uh, Sam, because there's a, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, but yeah, excellent takeaways, excellent observation, as always. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll dive right into my takeaways now. Um, so uh, your boy, Unique. So, um, you know, in this episode, obviously, you know, we, we get the conversation uh, with, with Saul towards like the start of the episode where he he's basically saying like, you know, this comes after Jimmy is, is killed by Lulu. And, you know, um, Saul is basically saying like, we, we need to learn more about this organization from Jamaica, Queens. You know, we need to learn more about Raquel and her brothers and how things operate. And, you know, if we take them out, we need to know what's going to come back on us. And, you know, the person they need to, to get that intel is, of course, Unique, who uh, who they're kind of, you know, that they're, they're kind of partnered with. Like, you know, he's the middleman between uh, Raquel and Saul, you know, on, on, in, in New Jersey and all of that stuff. So um, and we know that Unique, he was, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, he was he was showing a lot of animosity towards, you know, Raquel and, and her family because, they were obviously the reason why he was locked up. He was falsely accused of shooting Howard and everything. Um, so, you know, when, when Saul and Unique meet, you know, we expect, you know, this is the perfect time for get, for get back on, on Raquel. You know, you can team up with Saul. You can, uh, you know, make sure Ra Raquel falls and her family, and then you can take over the whole South side. Like everything is, is open, but, you know, uh, Unique seems to be, he he he's he's doing one of two things. He's either playing his own game, or he's you know he's playing the long game with Raquel. And I don't know if maybe off screen he's aware of some of the moves Raquel is making, and maybe he feels like he can you know um, he can f finesse his way into that maybe, um, or you know if he's kind of planning his own thing to cut out both Sal and Raquel, you know. Um, and kind of go into business for himself. But yeah, he was very, uh, he was very reluctant towards Saul, considering they, they seemed a lot closer earlier in the season. You know, um, he did call on Saul to, to um, set up the whole uh, bus, bus situation where they, uh, you know, they intercepted Raquel's bus uh, drop or whatever that they were doing. And, you know, he, he actually called on Saul to help him do that, to set that up. Um, and now, you know, now it's time to reciprocate and he is not doing that, you know, um, even though, you know, um, Saul kind of helped him get back in in the game by being a part of the deal, you know, with Raquel and stuff. So, yeah, like um, I understand why Saul was very disrespected in that moment. Um, of course, you know, we don't want to see Saul win. You know, we want to see Raquel come out on top because, uh, as you know, she, she's a, a main character in the show. Um, but I can understand why Saul was a little annoyed. Um, did you want to say something, Dana? Yeah. Did you, was you oh, raising your hand? No, 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 no. I was just, yeah, okay. I, was, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just like, you know what? We don't want to see Raquel win. And I was like, hey, don't be glad oh. about it because I'm okay if she loses because we only in the first, the second season. Oh, oh, so you're okay if she loses. Okay. Well, you can't win everything. 
<laughs> yeah, that's Change true. It up. I mean, surprise us, like Cartier. Yeah, I mean, they they could do that. You know, they could uh, pull the wool over our eyes, and maybe Unique, you know, somehow comes comes out on top over Raquel. Maybe he's planning something behind the scenes that we're not seeing, and maybe the deal that Raquel has set up with uh, Tremont, maybe that doesn't go as planned. And also, you know, there's a character we haven't seen much since, uh, I think, the first episode, which is Dean, you know, um, the Boxdale guy. You know, we haven't seen him um, in a long time. So there could be something in the works behind the scenes that we're just not seeing that that's going to, you know, be a huge twist next week. So, um, but yeah, Unique, I, I feel like he's a wild card in, in this show. And, you know, we need to watch him closely um and you know i have some other thoughts on what might happen uh next week and in the finale but but yeah i i just found that interesting that you know he uh he was kind of um i mean he wasn't disrespectful towards soul but like just the way he was so reluctant could be seen as disrespect and you know um even the way soul dismissed him it was kind of in uh, an in- intimidating matter like like well an intimidating manner as if, you know, he was like, oh, I'm disappointed in you. You know, my people will will, will, will let you go and, and we'll be in touch or something like that. And it, it kind of sounded like he was going to set something up to get back at Unique, maybe. So, you know, that could be another thing that happens. Maybe, you know, Saul's people come after Unique for, for disrespecting Saul, you know. So um, I'm interested to see where that goes in the next episode. Um, second takeaway. So, um, you know, taking out Cartier, uh, that was a surprise because I didn't expect that to happen in this episode. You know, I, I knew he was going to be a problem, you know, to both Raquel and Lulu, because, you know, in this episode, he, uh, he makes a proposition to Raquel to buy into her business. Um, so it's like, you know, he wants a piece of everything right now. Like he's got a piece of Lulu's business and, you know, he wanted to to buy into Raquel's operation. And, you know, we see the way he's, he's, uh, he's handling things at Lulu's business because he said he was going to be a silent partner, but he's, he's there every day. You know, he's, he's showing up at, in, in a nine to five shift at the studio right now. Like, you know, he's there from nine to five. Like he's, he's there after closing hours, you know? So <laughs> he's, he's just basically controlling everything. And that, uh, of course, that is why Lulu is probably so happy to help Raquel um, get rid of him, you know, because now he doesn't have to, to worry about that. Now he is like in full control. Um, and then Raquel, you know, I mean, she was setting up this whole move underneath Cartier's nose. You know, she went, uh, she she kind of snatched his distro right from under his nose and she promised uh, Tremont that, you know, she was going to take care of Cartier. Um, and I didn't expect it to be, you know, so soon in this way. You know, I thought she was going to play play him off in some other type of way first. Um, and, you know, we, we also see that he was kind of interested in the relationship with her. He was trying to, you know, get with her and stuff. Um, so, yeah, she she kind of solved a lot of problems by with this move. And, you know, Lulu was happy to help her and that that's interesting in itself because we know there's been some tension between Lulu and Raquel so you know I, I wonder if they now have some sort of agreement of how they're gonna 
you know, work together as well, you know, um, or if they're going to work together. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, the, the whole Cartier, you know, killing. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely unpack that more um, in the questions and discussions. But that was a, that was a nice surprise, you know, like when, when the scene happened and like, you know, we see Cartier pulling up in the car and stuff. I was like, okay, what, what's this fool doing now? And then, um, you know, we, when we hear the, the 50 cent voiceover come up, I'm like, oh, wow, something's about to happen. <laughs> something's really about to happen now. And then, you know, uh, when, when we see uh, him go into the elevator and the guy, the guy at the front, the reception, you know, he, he gives a call to someone. We're like, oh, wow. You know, he's getting lined up right now. And then, you know, we, we see uh, Raquel and Lulu. And yeah, it was, it was a nice surprise. So uh, that was cool. Um, and my third takeaway is, um, so Sam, your boy Sam, the crackhead, or dope head, wherever it is. I don't know what his drug of choice is. I think it's crack. It, it, it's, um, it's crack. I mean, he demanded he's cracking all through. I mean, he had like 10 vials on him. I smoked this. Yeah. Uh, I think he, he pretty much has anything that's, that he can get his hands on. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, Sam, you know, he, he was, he was hilarious to watch throughout this whole episode, you know, cause he gets busted once again. And, you know, as soon as he's, you know, busted, he's, he's running his mouth. He's, he's using, using all the leverage he has, you know, basically saying, oh, I know who, who shot the cop. You know, I saw him with famous and all this stuff. Like he's telling everything he knows. And then, you know, suddenly he gets released. Um, and, you know, at first he, he tells Burke, you know, I'm already out. I don't need to cooperate anymore. I don't need to, you know, give you my testimony. But, but then she bribes him. Um, and then, you know, of course, he, t- he tells her where to find him and everything. And we see that Howard sees all of this. You know, he, he's watching all of this, you know, uh, which is interesting. And then, you know, um, off screen. And this is interesting because I guess off screen, um, Howard tells Raquel about what he saw, you know, about about Sam, because we don't see that conversation take place. But we do see when Raquel tells Marvin um, to, you know, send away uh, Sam, you know, well, to kill Sam, basically. She wants him to, to, to get rid of Sam. Um, and then, you know, uh, because Marvin's going through this whole change and everything and being a better person, uh, you know, he, uh, you know, he decides to let Sam live and he basically, you know, gives him a stack of money, puts him on the bus and tells him, you know, fix himself up and live, live a better life. But of course, you know, Sam, he doesn't make it out of New York. He gets off a few stops later and he's back on the streets with, with a big wad of cash. So, you know, that, that's a disaster walking right there. You got, you got a dope head with, with that much uh, money in his pocket. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a cause for concern right there. Um, and of course, you know, the fact that he's back, he's still in the sea. That means, he is available for Burke now um, to, to make that testimony and stuff. So that's going to be interesting to see. And then, of course, there is going to be some backlash for Marvin, um, likely, you know, for, for letting this happen. So, yeah, that that was that was interesting. Um, I, I, lo- I, I enjoyed watching Sam throughout this episode. It was very hilarious. So, you know, that was that was kind of cool. 
And I just like how all of, all of the stories are kind of connecting. You know, I like how they connect all the dots um, with, with this with this whole season. You know, I think this is what uh, Force was really missing because there were a lot of things that just didn't seem to connect well enough. Yeah, but... A lot of things more than just this. I mean, like basic things. But okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Force was missing a lot, a lot of things, but this is definitely one of them. They definitely didn't know how to connect the dots like this show does so but yeah um shouts to stars for that but yeah those are my takeaways i very much enjoyed uh the episode i understand dana's frustrations but um you know i i enjoyed i enjoyed that you know this episode kind of sets up a lot to happen in the finale and i just hope that the finale doesn't disappoint because, you know, sometimes with power, they play it safe in the finale, like, and things kind of just reset to how it was in episode one. But I hope that they don't do this this time. I hope that there is some major consequences or some some major changes that happen to these characters based on what we saw in this episode. Um, so, yeah, the, those are my takeaways. And now we're going to hear from... The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. <laughs> Go ahead, Rich. Okay, first and foremost, excellent takeaways by Dana and Gary, as always. Um, I personally think this definitely was one of the, for me personally, one of the more entertaining episodes because of the shock factor of the two things that I did not see coming at all. So uh, we are definitely going to talk about those. It, you know, when we get into the question segment, but as for my takeaways, let's start with unique and Sal. Uh, I agree with a, a lot of what Gary had to say about how the interaction went down between unique and, and, and Sal. I also like the fact that they did the call back to explain what unique was doing this entire time when he was the one that was giving them Intel so that they can do the hit on Raquel. So I like that they did that because, you know, I know some people watch this show. They may not pay attention to certain details, but I'm glad that they pretty much told you this is what all Unique was doing. And we already knew that because, you know, we, we've been watching the show closely. And, of course, our commenters, who are very excellent, they also saw this as well. So I'm glad that they confirmed that so that those who may not have missed, who, who might have missed it now, they understand. But uh, the one point that I will say is that, you know, when Unique made decline to give him that intel, he made it a point to say, this is between you and Raquel. So that's something that y'all need to deal with because he didn't want to be involved in that. And he also, he, he also made a point of saying that he didn't want to be a snitch, the street code, so to speak. So, I mean, I personally think that, you know, obviously we'll get into this later, but I think that Unique, as it was alluded to last week, uh, Unique, if, if somebody wants to take out Raquel, it is unique, and I do feel as though he's playing a long game, but I also feel as though now he's going to be forced into a situation where he's going to team up with Raquel to take out the Italians because, you know, they made comments in this episode about, yes, the Italians have way more people. The mob has way more people we have to be concerned about. We're not quite equipped to deal with, but I feel like Unique is going to have to step in and get involved in this as well inside with Raquel. I think you're going to see a lot of bloodshed and bodies falling next week. So, Worrell, rest in peace, because that character was nowhere to be found in this episode, which I find very interesting. Or is it that Worrell is willing to dime out Raquel? And let's also not forget about the person that was a part of 
Raquel's organization that they gave Unique, that they basically took away his position and gave it to Unique. I think that person is still around and going to be a factor. So he might get involved in try to take out Unique in the midst of Unique planning to do figure out how he's going to deal with the Italians as well. So it's a lot of questions to, to wonder about. And I look forward to seeing what happens next week. My second takeaway, and this is, again, one of the shock factors of this particular episode was about Famous. You know, I know Gary said that's not his favorite character, but, uh, you know, Gary, you, you can tell the people later and confirm we know it's one of your favorite characters. Okay, so obviously in this episode, Famous is very desperate for money. You see that he needs to pay his landlord. And, of course, I also find it very funny and very much of crown to have these whole deals where the landlord, he he agreed to give the landlord and his girlfriend studio time in exchange for the apartment. That's very much like something that Crown Camacho would do. So I, I did laugh at that. But, you know, he basically famous goes to the studio when Cartier is there and Cartier, you know, basically says, says no. He has that parable that he that he gives famous, which I find very interesting. But he basically tells him no. And he basically tells Lou, again, we're not handing out charity work because we need to keep the bills paid over here. So famous, you know, when they go to the pizza shop with Canaan, they see Freddie, the uh, young uh, guy who Canaan beat, beat, beat down in a, a few episodes ago. And, you know, he makes a comment to him to basically, you know, famous, famous makes a comment. Like he sees Freddie, he sees, oh, well, maybe Freddie got some money. And, you know, Canaan makes a comment and say, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm pretty sure Freddie got money. He's a grimy person, but it, it is what it is. He, he, you know, this is, this is the person that he does. He does all types of things to make money. So Famous decides, let me go and hit up Palomar for her gun. And of course you get her, her daughter's involved, Corinne, who basically gets the gun and gives it to him. And Famous decides that he's going to rob Freddie. Now, obviously that goes sideways. He goes and he decides to shoot Freddie because you see that Freddie also has a gun. And of course the neighbor next door, which we did see, we saw that neighbor in the same episode that Kanan got into the altercation and was beating up Freddie. So now you have a dead body. The neighbor is a witness. He probably heard Freddie say famous. So this situation is very, very uh, explosive, so to speak, because famous has pretty much got himself in trouble. He's gotten Palomar and Corinne involved because it's their weapon that was used to take out Freddie. You have, of course, your boy Kanan, who was staying with famous as well. So it's a very crazy situation, and I'm very curious to see what happens next. But I, I laugh because Famous went through all of this, and he didn't even get to rob Freddy. He just shoots him, and then that's it. So you're still back at square one. You still need money to pay for all these things. I, I'm very curious how you're going to get out of this. But I, I will say this, and this is a shout-out to Dana, because I know she said that Famous is like a crackhead this entire season. Now the character is going to be more desperate. And I think now it's a lot more likely that his story ends in tragedy because of all the stuff that happened in this episode and everything leading up to it, especially now, because he's desperate. So let's see what happens next week for sure. And uh, finally, the uh, final takeaway for this episode. And, you know, I thought it was very interesting. I didn't say anything as as Gary and Dana were talking, but I am going to make a few comments about uh, some stuff that was said. Of course, Sam and Marvin in this episode. I love the interaction between Sam and Marvin this entire season. 
you saw how, you know, again, Marvin, he's still doing what he can do for Sam to try to, and of course, Marvin is a changed person. By the way, I know there are people that was very surprised that uh, they thought Marvin died last week. We said, no, that was not going to happen. But you saw Renee is gone. And the writers want you to know that she's gone because we didn't even see a in, in memorial picture of Renee at all. So goodbye, Renee. Uh, but yeah, Marvin, he goes to the funeral. Um, we do see that he does have, again, another heart-to-heart conversation with Jukebox. And the whole comment that Jukebox made about you need to work on yourself before you can be able to work with others and stuff like that. A very heartfelt comment which, you know, I think is very foreshadowing as well as to what's going to happen later. But what we what we eventually see is that, again, he has this whole interaction with Sam and he is told by Raquel, we need to cash out Sam. Okay, Gary, you made a very good comment that there very well could have been a conversation between Raquel uh, and Howard about this situation. But I, I don't know if that's the case. I guess we have to wait and see. But what I do know is that... Um, what, what, what essentially happens is that, yeah, he tells Sam to get on the bus, gives him money. You should never give a, crack, a person on crack money. That was, that was a bad decision. But he tells him to get on the bus. He gets off the bus. And essentially now what I think the issue here is that it's, it's, it's a major issue because, again, Sam knows a lot of information. He, he saw Kanan in that episode where Kanan was outside the precinct with Howard and Famous. And what I find funny is that, you know, Burke, when she heard the information, I'm pretty sure Burke knows now she needs a statement, obviously, from Sam. But when you're hearing Famous, you know who Famous is, you know who he hangs out with. So I'm 100% certain she knows now she has proof that Kanan is involved, but she still needs a statement to prove her point uh, in, in theory. But the problem here is that Marvin, by making the decision to not take out Sam, and he did make the comment that if I see you again, I am going to take you out. I think now it makes Marvin's story even more tragic as to how it's going to end. Because the whole thing about that situation is that by him not taking out uh, Sam, it now puts a situation where Kanan is in trouble. And we know that Raquel is very obsessed with her son. If anything was to happen to her son, she would want to take out whoever is involved and it doesn't matter if it's family or not. So this is why I say, I think Marvin is on borrowed time now. Obviously I know people who love Marvin don't want to see anything bad happen to the character because I see a lot. I saw a lot of people commenting last week, like saying, Oh, I will stop watching this show. If Marvin dies, when they saw that last episode, I saw that, that reaction online from several people, but at some point, it is going to happen because, again, this character is not in the OG Power series, so you know something happens to these characters. So the point, the last point I wanted to make here is that I'll be very curious to see what happens next week, but it's not good for Marvin because he did not take out uh, Sam, and if Sam ever reveals that information, all the details, they put the pieces together, that's bad for Marvin. And the last point that I will add, when you saw that final scene when Cartier got taken out. I know Gary said perhaps this means that now Lulu and Raquel, they're now going to be on the same page. Well, one thing to point out, when they had the conversation at the table in this episode, 
Raquel asked Lulu a very important question. She said, do you know who took out Crown? He said, no, a lot of people wanted Crown dead. So he lied because we know that he's the one that took out Crown. We also know last week about when they found the business card on Crown's body. So again, this is not a good situation. I think once that information comes out, it's bad for Lulu as well. So that's why I say I'm very curious to see what happens from here on out. But I, I don't think everything is going to be peaceful between Lulu, Raquel, and Marvin. Once she finds out the areas that they made mistakes in and they are costly and they impact her, it's also going to be dangerous to them as well. So I'm very curious to see what happens. But once again, I will start finish by saying this was a great episode because of the surprise factor. I did not expect them to take out Cartier, and I was not expecting Lou, uh, our boy Famous to actually catch a body. So very interesting. And I can't wait to see what happens in the finale. <laughs> yeah, at least Famous can uh, he can now say that he lives what he raps about. You know, he caught a body. <laughs> so, you know. Yes, yes, he can. Art imitates <laughs> life. Yes. <laughs> Street squad body. But um but yeah, excellent takeaways from uh Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. as always. Um and yeah, you said uh many uh interesting things there that we need to uh address um shortly. So yeah, those were our takeaways. Just a quick reminder, you know, please leave your comments, let us know what you're thinking based on you know everything we just discussed. Um let us know your thoughts and theories also. And also hit the like button as well if you are enjoying the show and everything like that. And, you know, once again, check out some of the other content on the channel because, you know, we cover other movies and TV shows and, uh, you know, games as well. So definitely check out some of the other stuff on the channel right now. Uh, With that being said, let's hop right into our questions and discussions uh, segment. So, you know, with this being uh, the last episode before the finale, there, there's a lot to discuss now. So um, let me get right into it. So um, so uh, I don't even know which question to start with. There's so many interesting ones. Okay, so let's go to the Sam situation, right? So uh, do you think that we will see Burke catch up with Sam in the next episode? And will she get him to make the testimony because you know we saw she was she was looking for him she did go to the smoke spot and the dope spot to look for him um but she couldn't find him because you know he was on the bus at that moment or you know marvin was about to put him on the bus um so yeah she's looking for him she's actively looking you know at the moment she's not listening to her, her bosses and the chain of command she's still heavily you know investigating this case and she's not going to stop at this point, you know, um, until somebody stops her, you know, I guess. Um, so do you think that we will see that in the finale? Like, will we see her catch up to Sam? And will he actually give his testimony or his statement regarding what happened? Um, so, Dana, what do you think about that? I think Burke is stupid on multiple levels. The fact that she is going and trusting the crackhead and is, you know, the, the local crackhead who everyone is telling her his testimony doesn't mean anything. Even if he was to testify and get up on stage and point out names with 
full government names and the social security numbers, it doesn't make, it's not going to change anything because his word is untrustworthy. And they already have him on statement, given a previous statement of him saying that it was, uh, what was it? I forgot. But he was like, oh, it was Santa Claus. I forgot the exact person that he blamed it on. But he has already proven himself to be an unreliable source. Even if he is telling the truth, I don't think it's something that's going to hold in court. So she's going about this the entire wrong way. And I think that she is, we already, we'll get to it later, but she's already being, uh, what was, investigated her own self. So I think that will catch up to her way faster than the, what is it, the, the, the Sam, the Sam the Crackhead? It's not going to, it's not going to work. Um, she's going again, going about this the way wrong way. It doesn't even make any sense. Like common sense. Yeah, you may use him for source to get to something bigger, but you don't use him as your main source. So that's the issue. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, how about you, Rich? Any any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I think that was a good point by Dana. What what I what I think is is going to happen is that you know if if what you mentioned, Gary, is correct that there was a scene that took place between Howard and Raquel having a conversation, and he tipped her off and said, "Hey, this Sam guy knows too much." Uh, I personally think it's going to go in the opposite direction of what you think is going to happen, and what I mean when I say that is that. Let's recall what happened the last time Howard gave information to Raquel about Scrappy and the fact that Scrappy's mom was the CI, but they took out Scrappy instead. So I'm guessing that there is going to be some type of progression in success that Sam does have as far as telling this information and IDing Kanan. I don't know how far it's going to go, though, because, again, Sam has a whole bunch of money and he is a crack fiend. I imagine that the character could end up OD'd somewhere when we start the next episode. That's uh, totally possible. And then you're going to see that he had all this money on him, so on and so forth. But I kind of think because of how things are going in the storyline, I think he is going to manage to tell her some type of information. And once again, this is going to be a threat to what's what happened with Howard, Kanan, and Raquel. The other thing to mention is that the reason why they showed in this episode that Howard is trying to make a change and that he's basically trying to get back into being a Muslim is because he is being tested this entire time. You know that this character is going to have to do some dirty stuff now to get rid of whether it's to get rid of Sam or even to get rid of Burke. And that is coming. So the whole thing about him plotting something with Raquel to take out these characters, this is going to definitely happen. I think in the next episode, it has to happen because they are too close to the truth of what actually happened with him and Canaan. And you saw when he had that conversation with Canaan, where he said, I don't want to talk about the past. All they want to focus on the future, but see the past is catching up. So they have to resolve this issue one way or another. If not in the next episode, definitely by the start of the next season. But I feel like there's a lot of things that are going to happen in that finale. Cause again, it is the finale and there's a lot that has to happen. And as you said, Gary, like power usually reset stuff. It can't just be a clean finish, clean uh, finish to the season like it was previously. So some stuff is going to definitely happen that I feel is going to linger and be felt going into the next season. So my guess is uh, 
something is bad is going to happen, but I, I can't really pinpoint what it is because they can take it in any direction they want to take it. But I think the stuff with Sam is not going to end the way that we think it's going to end. And I think he is going to be successful and at least give giving Burke all the information she needs to move forward. So we'll see what happens. I, I do like your theory um, about, you know, him maybe ODing because because that is something real that would happen if you give, you know, a crackhead that much money, um, you know, they would end up ODing. So, like, I, I think what they might do is, like, they might um, they might make us like they might build it up and make us think that she's about to get the testimony. Like, maybe she'll find like a fiend or something. And they, they say, oh, Sam's in that building right there. You know, and then and then it cuts to another scene, and then when we come back, she goes in, and he's dead or something like. <laughs> so go I, go ahead, go ahead. I, I want I want to go to Dana, but let me just say, make a quick comment here. I think I know what's going to happen now. You mentioned about the drugs. They had this whole thing about Burke is giving drugs to the girls, right? So what if he does is found that he did die, and she happens to be there at the same time? That's it. You could say that she gave him the drugs. She's a part of this, and that's what happened. But that's, we'll see. I want to hear what Dana had to say. No, it was it was a combination of both. Obviously, of honestly, I was gonna say one, just get Kanan to cut the drugs again, and that'll solve that. Two, <laughs> uh, that's what I thought was gonna happen when he got on that bus and he handed a set of money. I thought it was gonna be like, here's Kanan's cut of crack, mm. um, but it wasn't. Um, and secondly, like you said before, there's an entire investigation that's happening with Burke. Howard was the one who was in the corner peeking through. I'm like, oh, I'm seeing what's going on. I'm seeing again. So she's very, she's not wise in what she's doing. She's not even secretive about what she's doing. And the fact that we know that, you know, she, the theory is that she's been running around giving other people drugs. Here he is a drug addict. That works very well as, as well. Then on top of that, we know that she gave him money. Because remember, he got money from both Marvin and from her to pay for testimony. Who is the witness of that? Howard. Yep. Howard witnessed the entire thing. And even if you could say, oh, it's a misinterpretation. Is it really? Because you literally paid a crackhead. And then we're going to have you know the drugs and him probably ODing if they find out. Because I don't think you can, you can just outright and kill him, but it would be a little bit messy. Like, oh, he was my informant and now he's dead. So now I'm going to search extra hard. So it's just better that he ODs. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and that would be, you know, a good way for the writers to kind of carry on the story, I guess, into the next season by just, you know, killing off that character. And then, you know, she has no way of solving uh, the case. Uh, she has to get more evidence, I guess. So. And then, remember, on top of that, it was that she tried to play real slick with the captain. Oh, you know, it's just an old cold case. And he's like, yeah, all right, really. And she closed the door. Internal affairs. She's at it again. So, he wouldn't have the captain calling internal affairs to set this up to protect Howard and the other cops. She's already written her, her basically her sentence, her prison sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'd like to know what, what the people think of that. Rich, uh, did, was there anything else you wanted to add to that as well? 
No, I, I agree 100% with everything Dana said. That, that makes a lot of sense for them to go in that direction. And I and like you said, Gary, I also agree that, yes, it will, it will resolve the issue of them continuing the story going into season three. But I, I definitely think if they go in that direction, now you're going to definitely see uh, Burke become the Greg Knox character that we have all said that she is because she probably will lose her job and then be so obsessed because she couldn't prove anything that she was trying to prove about Howard and who shot Howard. So that would make her go crazy and still be a problem, but just no longer working, but just working rogue now, not working with the police in any, any capacity anymore. So, and the other point that I I do want to add very quickly is that you did find it very interesting that now jukebox and Kanan have been talking about the fact that Howard was talking to Nicole's dad about all this stuff. So, and you saw that he didn't want to get involved in any of this stuff. He said, hey, this, this stuff happening with Howard, maybe if you want me to say something to him, I could, but I, I, didn't, I didn't ask for any of this to happen. So they definitely are going to have some issues, I think, moving forward as this situation continues to uh, progress between these two characters. So uh, I look forward to seeing how that storyline plays out. But the fact that they are openly talking about this there's definitely going to be some more tension between uh, Howard and Burke. It feels like this entire season has been building to that. So I definitely expect something major to happen in the finale between those two characters, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. And... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, with this show, I guess because Force was so not good that I expected <laughs> kind of the same format with this, even though it's season two. Um, even when you're not paying attention, even when a character is not the main focus for that scene, there's still stuff being done behind the scenes with their storyline. So I really like, usually like we're like, we should have seen this on camera, but it flows so well that seeing all the work being done behind the scenes with the, with the characters not on screen, it, it works just as well. Mm-hmm. So she's getting, I mean, who would have thought? Remember we had like just a couple episodes ago. Why is that man in the house? Remember? Yep. Now we now know he's a part of internal affairs. Everything is is slowly connecting. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, it's it's connecting very well, and you know, even if something does happen off screen, um, and you know, we hear about it secondhand, it feels plausible. Like, okay, yeah, that. That yeah, I, I could totally see that happening. Um, so yeah, they do a great job with that. Um, so like the next question kind of connects to this one, or in a way, or it might connect. But um, so follow me here. So you know, Sam when he's locked up, you know, he tells Berg that he saw you know uh, the kid who, who who shot Howard with a Latin kid, and the Latin kid, of course, we know is famous. And, you know, he actually names Famous. He remembers his name and stuff and mentions him. So we saw what Famous did in this episode, right? He he killed someone. And, you know, Freddie actually mentioned Famous's name. And the neighbor definitely heard it because, you know, he opened the door after. So, you know, what will happen now if that gets reported? You know, that, that crime gets reported, the, the death and everything. And then the neighbor says that, you know, um, he said the name Famous before he died. Um, and, you know, that goes to the police and Burke hears about that, you know, she'll, she'll, she'll be able to make the connection. Oh, okay. So famous, 
he's the dude that he he's the kid that's with Kanan all the time. So maybe if Sam does end up passing away from the drugs, that could be her next lead into things, you know, and maybe she'll go and question uh, famous or something. So um, the actual question I was going to ask was, uh, you know, so um, how, how do you, how do you think that killing Freddie will hurt both Kanan and famous moving forward? And, you know, that, that, what I just described could be part of it or it could affect them in a number of other ways too. So uh, let me know uh, what you guys think of, of that, you know, so Rich, I will go to you first. Well, this is bad news for both Kanan and famous because going back to the episode where Kanan beat down Freddie, there was a witness to that because, because Freddie's friend was also there and watched and watched this all happen. So now that Freddie winds up dead, that's another person you need to deal with that was not was nowhere to be found in this episode. So that's also working against them. The other thing is, I really like your theory, Gary, of what if Burke was to go after Famous? We know that Famous is very desperate right now. Uh, so she can easily come at him and say, listen, I can make all this go away, but you need to tell me about what is going on with, with Kanan. What is his relation to Howard? And you know that Famous also was the one that saw the blood test last week with the paperwork that confirmed this. Maybe he can give her that. I mean, this is why I say this is a very, it's a crazy situation. And like you both said, I like how it's all connected as far as the storylines are concerned. But yeah, I think it's it's dangerous either way. So so Famous is definitely going to be in trouble next week. And then, of course, uh, Corinne. And uh, Palomar, the fact that their weapon was used in this entire situation here, when they traced it, when they do see that the person got shot, if they trace them bullets back to that gun, it's a wrap. So everybody's in trouble. Um, but I'm curious to see how they're going to tell that story, because that's, they, like I said, they're so great at writing the show that you, you can have multiple ways to think of how something could go, and it can go in a completely different direction. So Let's find out where they're going with this next week because something definitely is going to happen for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I like that you brought up the gun too because that is another, you know, another factor in this whole thing. Um, but Dana, what, what's your thoughts on on this? Famous is stupid, and he's been stupid for a while. Um, let's go all the way back to the famous. This is why you don't name yourself a certain name. And it'll come back and bite you in the butt because now he's famous for the wrong reasons. Um, remember back when Famous was doing those those CDs, and Kanan didn't. They was trying to figure out how to sell them, and they put the crack in the CD case, and everybody was just tossing the CDs. That you put your word on the street right there is being so people automatically know who you are in terms of that. Um, so I think famous is really easy to track down. He can't pay his rent. So he's already made enemies with the landlord who wants him out. Um, famous is literally flying by the seat of his pants. And Raquel gave a speech previously when famous was in jail and in trouble that we only help our own where he has to grow up and figure out life for himself. So we have seen the power that Raquel has in terms of getting someone out of jail because we saw it with uh, Cartier's guys previously. Like, remember, we just saw it in this episode when he, she got him. 
Uh oh, technical difficulties. Yeah. Still there, Dana? Can you hear us? I think it froze for a second. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> technical difficulties, people. These uh these things happen. But um but yeah, Rich, did did you have uh, anything to add to what, what she was saying about famous uh while we try and get her back? I agree on what she's saying about famous. Uh the whole bring up bring up everything having to do with the CDs and the drugs. Yeah, I I that's an important detail as well. So I'm very curious to see which direction they're going to go in. But I agree that everybody is in trouble right now. Uh, it's it's only a matter of time you put all these things together. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm I definitely want to hear what she has to say when she comes back. But I, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to know what's going to happen because uh, a lot of things could happen, but none of this stuff ends 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 positively. Ladies and gentlemen, obviously, it's not going to end positively for for, for for all these characters. Um, and maybe Kanan, you know, he considers famous a brother. Uh, I don't know if that, you know, if if he feels threatened, though, and he's putting in any harm's way, if he's going to have to be the one to have to deal with famous. Yeah. Um, that could happen for sure. Yeah, that, that could be another thing that's setting up where, you know, Famous, maybe maybe he breaks and starts talking and, you know, maybe Raquel, um, you know, maybe she puts pressure on Kanan and says, you know, this this is your mess. You got to clean it up. You know, you got to silence him. You know, could be a situation like that. Um, And, you know, this because all of this directly um, affects Howard, too, I, I imagine he would be, you know, would be on the side of trying to you know stop all of this from happening um which mm-hmm. means he he he's gonna have to break bad in some way you know um <laughs> even even if he's muslim you know if muslim or not he's gonna have to do some bad things to to uh oh yeah to help yeah. to help canaan his son you know so yeah he has this, to he has to <laughs> this is uh this is all in, very interesting the way it's all coming together this season um, but yeah, hopefully, uh, if Dana gets back, we'll, we'll, uh, oh, she, is. she might be back now. Let's see, Let's see if this works. Yeah, they get cameras loading. There she is. Sorry. Well, no, well, well, no, you don't have to apologize, Dana. We know that Sam found where you was at. He saw your name, and he said, oh, I'm going to take her in and out immediately. So that's You, what you hear the, si- the sirens outside, so, you know, she, <laughs> she's right in the middle of raising Canaan right now, so. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, do you remember what you were saying, uh, Dana? Yes. About what famous. I was saying very shortly about famous is the fact that he doesn't have any allies aside from Kanan, right? And it's gonna the fact is you're gonna have friend against friend in terms of do I have my own freedom? Because if you look at famous, he's not cut out for any of this. He's not cut out for drug dealing, shooting people, life of crime. He sucks. I mean, you know, I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna shoot you. But 
with this is like, do I turn against my friend? And they made it a point to say that Canaan was always there for him. I can spot you a couple of hundred. Oh, man, you always been there for me. I love you, man. You're my brother. But at the same time, are you willing to sacrifice your own freedom for your own brother? So I feel that famous is going to have to come to that decision. Does he completely walk away or does he choose himself? Does he go and be like, I don't know anything and I'm going to stay loyal and I'm going to do this time in prison. He's not cut out for prison either. So this is going to be one of those, I don't know what he's going to do, but it's going to be a reckoning for both their friendship and for him growing up as well. I know I've easily said oh, he's going to end up on the, on the drugs and the crack pipe or whatever. But when you're faced with that kind of decision, I just kind of wonder if he's going to start doing the drugs. He already lives like a pig. So we've seen that he's not really motivated in anything. Um, so that also is another factor that I worry about with, with famous. He has no motivation. He keeps thinking that he can become this famous rapper. He's really not good at it. And he doesn't have any money. And now you have this crime that he did where basically everybody knows his name because he keeps saying it all the time. So this is gonna, it's gonna catch up to him. And I know that <clears throat> we was talking about the innocent a couple episodes ago and around like episode eight or nine, he's always that innocent. I wonder if Famous is going to be another innocent. Even though we know him and we know what he's involved in, he's not really a big time drug dealer. He's not running around, you know, purposely going after people. What happened with Freddie was a pure jealousy moment. He thought that he could just rob him and go on with his life, but it was botched terribly. Famous is not that much of a thinker. So maybe he is our other innocent in this, not for this season, but for maybe next season. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great, great theories there. Um, and, you know, just uh, while he was away as well, uh, another thing that Rich was saying was that, you know, um, perhaps uh, Kanan might have to be the one to silence Famous if he starts talking or something. Do you, do you feel like anything like that could happen at all? Or if there's any possibility? He's way too young. And if you look at it this way, when the last time he thought he was going to silence somebody, he turned out that was his dad. And he's still reckoning with the consequences of that. Um, so to silence someone again is not going to work. And I think that we're at the point where he is trying to break completely away from his mother. You know, there's so much trust that you have to build back up. But hey, why don't you kill Famous for me? And then we, we can be friends and we can be, you know, we can be uh, mother and son. I don't see that happening. So from his point of view, he doesn't know everything that's happening aside from it was a botched robbery. So I don't see him wanting to kill Famous. I feel that he's going to hang on to whomever, whatever kind of friends that he has. And if you really look at it, you can say that Famous is loyal. And it's not really much of a leech because he let him stay at his place. Yeah. You know, it's, it's mutual friendship. It's beneficial for both of them. So I really don't see him having to take out Famous. At all, I just it, maybe it'll be somebody else, but it, I don't see it being Canaan. It has to come from a really cold-blooded place, and Canaan is not there yet. We have not gotten to the Canaan who killed his own son for being weak. Yeah, I, I can uh, see a situation where uh, the idea is brought up that he should do it, like the pressure is put on him that you know, famous is in 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 there 
you know, he's he's like he could expose us right now. I I need you to silence him, you know, whatever. You know, the, it could the bug could be put in his ear, but whether he goes through with it or not, that is the story. You know, that is mm-hmm. what's going to be the compelling Who, thing. Who's going to whisper it in his ear? His mother, because they're they're not even on speaking ground. There's there's nothing. You know, you want me to take another person out again? I don't see him doing that for his mother, unless it's some mm-hmm. kind of situation where he walks in and famous is about to shoot her. Then he goes and shoot famous. But I don't see that happening even if marvin and lula was like hey you got to take them out i just don't see how that is going to be a thing also on top of that burke has dug her own well so deeply that she'll <laughs> be taken out way before famous will. <laughs> what was you yeah. gonna say rich shannon burke yes i was gonna say uh i was just gonna make a comment and say uh if can if canaan was to want to be compelled to take out famous for any reason it's not going to be for raquel it's going to be because something happens to palomar because palomar and that now they are innocent involved in this situation here with the gun that's going to impact them her and and corinne in one way or another it's going to impact them it could be something where she gets arrested because she you know it's her it's her gun so and we know that Kanan did not take the news very, very well that he would not be able to see her anymore. So I'm just saying that's going to definitely make him feel a certain type of way about how that went down. The, the, that whole conversation that Joe Box had with Kanan, I think made him see things in the light. You know, this, she literally said that same thing happened to your moms. And he was yeah. like, no, but I'm a guy. And she's like, no, it's the same thing. I don't see him acting that way towards Palomar. Yeah, at that moment, he was feeling something because his thing was feeling something. But in <laughs> terms of the overall thing of, like, let me go and, and take out Palomar, it's not going to make any sense. I mean, if you really look at it, Corinne is the one who's completely responsible, not Palomar. Corinne, because Palomar was such a terrible person of what she did to him, and this is not the first time that Palomar acted this way towards any boy. So I don't feel that this is the first time that Palomar has tried to sleep with any of her daughter's boyfriends. So she reaps what she sowed. And if it comes back to, oh, well, the gun belonged to you. We're tying you to this. You have to go to jail. She deserves that. Yeah, but what I'm saying, though, I'm pretty sure Kanan will be Mm -hmm. mad that she got involved in this because... It's fine if Famous wants to do all this other stuff, but he's involving other people in it. There's no way he's not going to be mad about that. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's going to be that mad. I think he'll get over it. Like, oh, that's good up. I think he'll be mad because if you see, like, Famous kind of snuck out and did his own thing, too, like, like, you know, without telling him. So I think he'll be at least, you know, mad about that. Like, the fact that he just decided to do this stupid thing without saying anything, you know. And then he involved Palomar, the gun traces back to her and all that. I, th- I think he'll be mad about it, but they might still be friends. I don't know. But yeah, I yeah, think more of, oh, no, I go was going to just say, I think more of Corinne is going to have that weight. Because it was Corinne who gave the gun. Yeah. Then, then, then Corinne won't have a place to stay. If her mom gets arrested, they, 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 where is she going to stay at? Now she's homeless too. They ain't gonna let her stay in that house. Nobody paying rent. That's that's not gonna happen. 
Yeah. It's has, has a uh, ripple effect, so to speak. But yes, continue. Definitely a ripple. Um, yeah, it could go in so many directions. Like, they could play it so many ways. And of course, it ties into a lot of the other things going on. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Um, so, you know, another question um, that's semi-related. Um, so, you know... Marvin, he's he's been on this whole arc this whole season. You know, he's been he's had this arc where he's trying to uh, be less angry, less violent, and all that stuff. You know, um, and we we've seen the peak of that now, where you know he he decides to send away Sam instead of killing him. You know, um, and this could be the ultimate wrong move that he made, even though he is trying to. He did it for 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 good reasons, but. You know, as we know, the streets are cold and, you know, you can never be too nice or too good on the streets because sometimes it comes back to haunt you. Um, and this is a moment that we're seeing. So the question I want to ask is, you know, how will how do you think this might come back to haunt him? And do you think that Raquel might punish him in some way for making this happen, you know, for, for, for letting Sam get away like that? Um, so, you know, Dana, what do you think? Um, I don't think Sam is going to be around much longer. You have the whole drug factor that's going in there. So I just don't, and he has a lot of cash. So unless he's immediately stopped right away and arrested and confiscated and he starts screaming, I have information. Because remember, he did say, I'm saving that information for a rainy day. So he has this game plan that he thinks every time he gets arrested, he's like, I have information and get out. Um, but I just don't see him lasting that long. That's the only issue. Do you think there's any chance, you know, somebody before he, you know, let's say he does pass away, is there any chance that somebody else might see him walking around and that information might get back to Raquel or something? Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be good as well. And then you, you, but if you really look at it, both of her brothers are lying to her, which further sows in that distrust that that was a bit brewing a little bit earlier because they were getting tired of, of her and doing their, trying to do their own separate thing. Um, so absolutely, that would be a really great thing to explore the breaking of the family because no one can trust each other. Remember, she kept saying there's no secrets, but everybody clearly has a secret. Um, so absolutely. And again, this also plays up for my dinner scene. So I'm happy. Mm, and, and if Raquel does discover these secrets, do you think like, what would you think her move will be? Will, will she break the family apart and just do her own thing? Do you think without, without Marvin and Lulu? She'll, she'll or? do her own thing without telling everyone all of her business of what's going on. I think she'll probably start to slowly shift away. Um, she's very vocal on saying that I can't stand you. I'm doing things myself. Remember the whole situation with it's a hobby um, with the music side of things. So I do think that she will impact the music side. Even though Crown's body has now been found. And remember, we didn't get to the laminated Because nobody talked about the fact that the, was the card laminated because it doesn't make any sense. Remember Crown was in the, on the water for all that time and he was all bloated because of that. But the Look, here's a brand new card. No yeah. words touched on it in Crown Entertainment. And, you know, it's all nicely written and no water damage. Well, 
we, we did get a comment on that last week. So that person also noticed that and complained about that. So yeah, it's special kind of paper where it just doesn't. It, maybe this doesn't disintegrate. Maybe it's the paper that they got from American Psycho. It's just admiring business cards because they're made from like prestigious paper or something. But I do feel that Raquel is going to continue to be very upset. I think we we knew because this show foreshadows a lot. Remember in that first episode, everyone's having pizza back in season one, and everyone's all cheery and happy. You're like, this is the good times. We're going to see that family break apart, and we're going to have to see Raquel starting to break away from both of her brothers, which would probably be a good thing for both of them because they really can't stand her for a while now. But I'm just really curious as to what does killing Cartier do to Lulu in the business? Because, remember, we thought that he was going to be their security, like their security blanket. If anything, any trouble that came along, he was supposed to be there with the security blanket, like, hey, I'm here, I got it. Remember when we knew that they was going to go against the Italians? Everybody was like, oh, don't worry, Cartier and his guys, he's going to come in and he's going to be an extra hand. He did now. So I don't know how that is going to come into play. I don't know how this fully impacts everyone else. But I do see Raquel slowly breaking away. I mean, she had that conversation with Jukebox about, you know, we do things for our children for a reason, but they do have ripple effects. And these, we're watching right now, the waves from the ripples. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's a, there's a lot uh, for Raquel to uncover, you know, regarding Marvin and Lulu. Um, but, but Rich, um, what do you think about, you know, Marvin specifically, you know, uh, how, how will the Sam thing come back to haunt him? And do you think, you know, Raquel might punish him in some way? If Sam is successful and in any way talking to Burke, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Marvin is dead. The way that they have written the character this season is he's always trying to change, become a better person. And I, like I said earlier, I know people don't want to hear that. They don't want to see that. But that's what makes it tragic in the fact that he is now in a point where he did something nice for somebody and then it comes back on him in a negative way. And to go to Dana's point of what she said about what uh, Raquel said about doing things to protect family. We know that Raquel will do any and everything to protect Kanan. So if she feels as though Kanan's life is in jeopardy because of this information, and this information does get out, there's no way Marvin survives. And again, you see how close she has grown with Jukebox this entire season. She's staying, Jukebox is staying with her, all this other stuff. So you have the illusion that they're on good terms and they can trust each other. But again, if it does come to that point where she takes out Marvin, it's not going to be something where everybody sees it. This is going to happen in another type of way. And maybe it's something where she does it herself, but she does it in a secluded time when no one else is around and people are asking questions as to what happened to Marvin. Because again, the other point about this entire conversation they had at the family table, when of course Raquel was off to the side and, and Marvin was there talking to Lulu, thanking him for the fact that he took out Jimmy. You listen to what Lulu said. Anybody try to take out my brother, try to take a shot at my brother, I got to take them out. He didn't say nothing about, well, what happens if that person is Raquel? And that's why I say, 
the situation changes when you have a child. When it's your child and you feel something is going to happen to them, you got to take action. So I kind of feel like from a writing standpoint, to make it a tragic storyline, Marvin has to eventually get taken out because of this mistake, because now it's involving his nephew, Kanan, which is also Raquel's son. So, but again, it's, I'm, I'm going to be very curious to see what happens in the next episode because now you have made it, this is the season finale. You have all these things happening with the mob and then you have this also as an issue here. There has to be something that happens that's pretty significant in the finale, I would think. But um, we'll see what happens. I, I think though, as far as Marvin's storyline, it, it makes sense because what Dana said last week and a lot of people agree, the way the episode was written, that felt as though that was the time to kill Marvin. It just felt like it was right because it's all these things. He had his reconciliation moment with Jukebox. And again, they had another discussion in this episode where she said, yes, you need to work on yourself before you're able to help others. And it's and, and making it very tragic. He's never going to get to that point because something's going to happen to him. That's what I, I see now watching the show, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> I agree 100% because what I always said was never trust happiness. Marvin's mm-hmm. too darn happy. He started talking to Jukebox. They had that dry hamburger together. So right there, you have it. And then remember, work on yourself first before you help others. What did he do right away? Help others instead of helping himself. There you go. See? Perfect. Yeah, because so, he helped Sam. He gave Sam that money and said, oh, yeah, go about your life. And then on top of that, we have the whole situation with, um, what was I going to say? It was, I literally lost my thought. Gosh, darn it. Oh, yes. Remember when Kanan, adult Kanan said, what made Jukebox come, become so cold? It was not just this. It was a number of things mm-hmm. that piled up. Her dad dying while reconciling the whole situation with Kenya and the church. So there's going to be a lot more things that's going to happen. I think more betraying of trust as well. You have the whole thing with the cop, with um, Nicole's dad. You know, I don't snitch on police. That, if you can look at it, is like a, like a betrayal of trust as well. So mm-hmm. it's, we're adding up more things. And daddy being dead, that helps. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I know... Earlier, we said that, you know, uh, maybe uh, Sam will end up, you know, ODing and stuff. But just uh, like just by having this conversation with you two, like it's clear that Marvin's story throughout the season has been set up in such a specific way that, you know, his his action of letting Sam walk, you know, it has to come back on him. Like something has to happen. Something more drastic than Sam, you know, ODing has to happen. I I feel like so, yeah. I, I do think uh, this is going to come back on him in a big way in the next. And episode. comfortability. Remember, Fifty Cent at the end said, "You get too comfortable, you start to slip up." And right now, he's starting to get comfortable with life. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm uh, definitely. Let us know, you know, what you guys think as well in the comments on that. Uh, definitely want to hear more thoughts. Um. So, uh, let's see, what should we get to? Um, okay, so since we're kind of talking about, you know, family stuff. So, 
what will Lulu's next move be now that, you know, he has got rid of his, uh, you know, number one problem with Cartier. Um, you know, we see that he's making some headway with, uh, you know, Zisa. You know, he got the producer to play the music. They're recording a new album. It's not, it doesn't sound very good. I know, Dana, you know, I, I know that's what you're thinking. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> they're recording a new album. Um, and things seem to be smooth sailing, um, especially now that Cartier won't be, you know, at the studio all day, every day, you know, uh, breathing over his shoulder and everything. Um, and yeah, so like, what is his next move going to be now that he's got rid of Cartier? And I'm guessing that, you know, like you just said, you know, when you get too comfortable, that's when you start slipping. Something has to happen now. You know, it, it nothing ends that happily so i I don't think it's going to be everything's going to be all fine and dandy now with the with the music business something else has to to come up now and you know earlier we you you brought up the crown camacho the laminate you know uh the laminate that was made with vibranium because that's why it was intact you know um (laughs) uh so that is probably going to be the next situation that lulu is going to have to deal with you know um if if I'm guessing, you know, um, so, you know, what do you think his next move is going to be though? You know, uh, you know, and what is he planning now? Do you think, and, you know, do you agree that the, the, the whole crown Camacho thing is going to be his next obstacle or is it, is his next obstacle going to come from somewhere else like Raquel or, you know, another situation? So what do you think about that, Rich? Okay, first and foremost, let's hope that they dispose of Cartier's body better than they did with Crown Camacho. That's a, that's a starting point. They need to make sure that they don't leave any traces of that. Okay, that's number one. But I think, uh, as Dana said earlier in you know the comment that was brought in last week, that card pretty much leads a trail right back to Bulletproof Records. So... um it's only a matter of time before they start to investigate all the stuff that's been happening and see how it's tied together. Um, I kind of feel like the mistake that Lulu made is about crown Camacho, not so much taking out Cartier. And I'm pretty sure we are going to talk about Cartier here soon also, but I, I think moving forward, there's going to be some issues with that. I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's something that I don't know. I don't really know if Ziza would have been on board with that happening to Cartier either. And I imagine that Lulu may have to answer some questions if she asks where Cartier is at, because that was her manager prior to all of this. So I don't really know where that situation lies, but I assume we're going to get some answers next week. But I just feel, like you said, he's comfortable now. He thinks that situation is resolved. But as I mentioned earlier, with the whole thing about Crown, them finding his body and Raquel asked, do you know who took him out? He said, Hey, a lot, he owed a lot. He owed money to a lot of people. So I assume that's what that situation is. But again, seeing how Lulu has been moving and the fact that in the previous episode, they threatened the guy to put it on the radio. And that guy is still walking around with nut, you know, like, like he can't ever be a suspect. He can't ever ID and say something's not right at the studio. That is a problem. So I kind of feel like it's only a matter of time before Lulu has to worry. I don't think his situation is going to get quite as hectic 
until the start of next season, I would assume. But uh, I, I definitely think uh, things are going to start to get a lot, a lot more worse. As the police move closer to finding out what is going on with Crown Camacho, what is happening at that studio, it, it's a big problem for Lulu. So I think uh, he could be happy knowing that this guy is out the picture, but he got a lot to wor- a lot more to worry about. So let's see what happens from here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Great thoughts there. Um, and how about you, Dana? What's your thoughts on First that? of all, the biggest mistake of killing Cartier, Cartier's advice is actually right. One, you stop giving air of your charity to the studio. So, boom, right there when he shoved Famous out the door. He did that, and that was justified. Secondly, that song Ziza was saying works better for the bedroom than it does for the club. So, Boom, you have no direction or no taste in music, Lulu. Um, I think that as you, first of all, Ziza does not care about who dies, who lives or anything in this situation. As we've seen, she only seems to care about her career-ish and the next hoo-ha she's jumping on. Um, I feel that she's not going to be a problem or a factor. She just cares about her music actually getting out there. And the fact that it was on a radio station, yay, that holds her over for whatever time it needs to. Um, my thing is, with the business card situation, that obviously is going to start bringing in um, the police of what's going on. Did you know him? Why is he gone? Now, the fact that everybody hated Crown and he had enemies. And remember, that whole situation with the Jamaicans, they can easily pin it back on them. We don't know what happened. The Jamaicans busted through the door. And Ziza, she can be like, yeah, three, and then that's it. So that takes care of that whole situation involving the police, you can even argue. Um, but in terms of who's going to run the business, I do feel that he needs some kind of partnership because, again, he's not very good. Uh, and we all know that it's not going to be Raquel, and Raquel already thinks that it's a hobby. Maybe she'll stop calling it a hobby now that he's back for the immediate future. Or maybe it's going to be on the back burner right now because he's back for the immediate future. Um, and also on top of that, he has to make sure that his lies doesn't catch up to him involving Raquel. But again, you do have the factor of there were so many enemies and the Jamaicans and I'm pretty sure there were more people than just the Jamaicans that was going after him. Remember, he is the person who owed a lot of money to everyone. And he was probably doing illegal practices. Remember, with the business, he was going to lose the whole business thing. So, yeah, I don't think he has much to probably worry about if he knows how to pin it on the right people. Yeah, that's a good point uh, about the Jamaicans. You know, he could... uh you could say mention that Crown, you know, had disputes with a lot of other gangs or, you know, what have you. Um, but yeah, if if uh if Cartier's body is, is found, that's gonna be a lot of hassle for both, you know, Raquel and uh Lulu. So they better hope they like Rich said, they better hope they dispose of that body, you know, properly. But um <laughs> Rich, what was there um something you wanted to say about Cartier specifically? Because I know you was wondering if uh, there was a question related to him. Uh, I just want to say this. I I know there's a lot of people that's going to watch this episode, and they're going to be probably disappointed that the character was taken out so quickly. I I just want to make this comment. Uh, I understand why it was done, because he was overstepping 
you know, trying to get too much power, too much control. But I just want to say I am a bit disappointed that this character did not think ahead of how to deal with people that you're working closely with. This reminded me a lot of Mecca from the fact that, you know, he was so close to Monet and yet he still got played with her by the end and she killed him. So that's why I said I kind of it's unfortunate that he wasn't a step ahead. But again, Raquel is on a completely different level. So that was consistent that she was on a different level. But I just I kind of find it disappointing that he didn't have any backup plan whatsoever, that there was somebody that actually had his back. But again, I guess once you get to the top, it's lonely at the top. You think you're untouchable. You become arrogant. So it made sense for him to get killed. But yeah, it it is what it is. So and I'm curious to see what happens from this, because there will be some type of falling out uh, after this. So. We'll see. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, Dana, did you have anything more to add as well? No, I was just not in an agreement. Okay. No, I was just not in an agreement to what Richard was saying. It's a good point that he made. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see what the uh, fallout of, you know, Cartier's death will be. I do think. it was a it was a needed death for sure. Um, I mean, throughout the season, I was a bit iffy on what his role was, um, to, per se. But now that this happened, it kind of puts things into perspective and makes me, you know, see. Okay, yeah, he he was like a good kind of in between setup character for Raquel to kind of expand and level up, you know. So. Yeah, that that was cool. Um, and they managed to tie him in, you know, with some other things that was going on with the Lulu stuff. So they they did it well, you know, because sometimes in some shows you see like a a connecting character that's that's just put in there as a plot device, but they don't do it well. Like and the the character isn't, you know, interesting in any way. Like like for example, the the cop, the under the the cop in uh force, you know, that he was implemented really badly, you know. The, the the guy who was hanging around the barbershop or whatever, you know, like he had the girl. Remember the girl as well, the journalist. Gloria? You're oh, talking the about journalist. Oh yeah, who yeah. Was writing yeah. a story. Oh my god. So yeah, you so you talk, so the the cop's name I think was Seamus or something like that. Yeah, um, Seamus. And then and then the uh, the yeah and then then uh, Andrea I guess was the name of the. Uh, reporter or yeah. something to that effect who cares the character is a throwaway character <laughs> but we're going to see more of that character in season two so stay tuned <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah you know say that again you i didn't hear Black Tommy got on didn't... My oh yeah yeah they they didn't do enough with him but the son the yeah. irish son got on my nerves <laughs> They all go on my nerves. <laughs> but yeah, like Cartier, you know, looking back, it, it did seem like he was a bit of a plot device now, but he they did it in a very good way, like a very creative way. So I, I give them props on that. Um, but yeah, he, he didn't last the season. So, you know, rest in peace to him. Um, and yeah, I'm very interested to see what will come next. Cause I, I do, I do think this expansion that, uh, Raquel is doing isn't going to go as smoothly. Like, I don't trust the Traymon character and his right-hand man, so she's probably going to run into a lot more trouble in, in the future. Um, and 
I guess, you know, as a way to segue. Um, so, um, Unique, you know, I feel like with Unique's character, um, possibly the reason, like, things are set up this way with Unique, you know, because he is a wild card. So, you know, I'm wondering, is there going to be a situation where, you know, Unique has to help Raquel take out Saul and his people and, you know, um, in exchange, he gets made a distro in her new expansion business. And then that way, you know, Southside Jamaica basically runs the game, you know, like they, they all work together. Uh, well, they don't have to work directly underneath each other or anything like that. Like, cause if he's a distro, he can sell his own stuff, but it's all, it's Raquel's stuff basically. Um, you know, so he's wholesaling basically, I guess. So do you think there's going to be a situation like that happening in the next episode where, you know, he, he helps Raquel get rid of the soul problem and in exchange he gets, he becomes a distro or something. Um, uh, Dana, what do you think of that? Well, we know that, you know, Unique is not going to help without there being some type of advantage for him. And so... I think that that could be definitely a possibility. That conversation that he had with Saul was not one of family friendly in terms of I don't think that he can trust Saul anymore. And we already know that Saul said he can't trust Unique. So in order for Unique to kind of protect himself, I see him going back with Raquel. Because Raquel, remember, she only has three people, three separate states, not states, Jesus, three separate areas that are coming in to help her. So I do feel that she does need more backup. Cartier is gone, and I don't know how great his people are either, but she's going to need more help. And then also, once you talked about distribution, you're going to need more people to put in place. And while her and Unique are going at it, there is that mutual respect that we had before. They had counsel together. So I do see that he's going to get involved. Obviously, he wants a much bigger piece then what's at stake, remember, he basically lost everything to Raquel. That's what the whole situation of what was that guy? It's not Rowell. Is it Rowell? Rowell? I can't remember his name. Yeah, Rowell. Um, Rowell. I can't pronounce it. But that whole situation where Rowell was like, well, you ain't got nothing, man. I'm going to just go with Raquel. You know, and he was kind of upset about that. He needs to rebuild himself. And in order to do that, he's going to have to probably end up going back to Raquel. So, yeah. I do see this being a situation where they work again. Yeah, interesting. This uh, this gives me a lot of uh flashbacks to the original Power, where you know um the there was a lot of like different distros. Like Dre was a distro at one point, you know. Um, and you know, so I'm wondering if it's if it's if season three is going to end up like this, where you know there's. Raquel is like at the top of the food chain, but then there's these different distros that she's working with, you know, Unique being one, Tremont another, you know, and all, all that kind of stuff. It, it could get very interesting. But Rich, what do you think of uh, these theories about Unique and, and you know, him being a distro and, and taking out Saul and all that stuff? Okay, so before I give that, uh, before I speak on that, I just want to say this. I can't be the only one that thought when Sal said, okay, I want you two to escort Unique to his car, that they were going to try to do something to Unique at that point. I definitely thought something was going to happen at that point in time. So 
to see now it's going to be uh, held into the next episode is fine if that's what they're going to do. But to answer the question, I want to say this. In war, there are casualties. And again, we have to go back to how this whole thing started because Marvin had that conversation with, with Marco Baselli and convinced him to do this job. And so Marco got killed. Of course, Dominic eventually got killed. They had to kill Dominic. And then a whole bunch of other people got killed. So what I'm saying is that I think it's about time for somebody on Raquel's team to get killed. In the case of Unique, I definitely think Worrell is going to get killed in the next episode. It's because, again, there has to be some type of cost to this situation for Unique to get involved. I don't know if Sal and his people. Now, here's the other thing to consider. I'm pretty sure that Sal and his people, when Unique said no, he wasn't going to get involved. I'm pretty sure that now they are trying to also watch Unique and his family and what they are doing. So the whole point that I'm going to here is that, yes, I do feel he is going to team up with Raquel. But even if they are successful in taking out Sal, there's going to be some casualties that come with that. And that's why I say Worrell is the character that we asked at the beginning of the season. Why is this character still alive? That character, I think, is dead in the next episode. That's my guess. Because there has to be some type of body count. You can't just show them going into this battle with the mafia and then they take out everybody without some some people getting injured and definitely some people getting killed. So if I had to make a guess, we are going to see uh, Unique team up with them. And they made a point to tell you in this episode, you did not see a scene of Unique once again talking with Raquel and deciding to work with them to take out the mob. They purposely didn't have that scene in this episode so that you have that moment next week if that is what what what, what eventually happens. But I definitely see him having to side with them for the time being to try to deal with this situation. But afterwards, depending on how bad the losses are, I think he definitely is going to, as Gary said, continue to pay, play the long game and try to figure out, okay, when is going to be the opportunity where I can take out Raquel? and take control of all of this. So definitely that's probably for season three, but as far as the finale is concerned, he's definitely going to hundred percent team up with them to deal with the mob. I see that happening for sure. Yeah. And, and another interesting scenario I could see is, you know, maybe um, if, if that does happen and, you know, uh, unique ends up working with them, you know, maybe Juliana won't be too happy about that if she learns that, you know, now Raquel yep. is, uh, is working with him. Because... She, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Gary, because the last time they showed that character, uh, she she said that she wasn't happy about the fact that Unique is still involved in all of this. And it makes mm-hmm. sense, right? Because of what happened to her and, hit, and him earlier in this season. So, yeah, that's a conflict for sure. Yeah, and and Juliana is related to the plug, you know, the connect. So, um, yep. she she could cause some problems there, you know, if if she's unhappy with that with that uh, alliance. So, one hundred percent. Very interesting, uh, Dana. Any more any more thoughts to add to that before we are? Uh, no, literally everything that that Richard said, I kind of agree with. So yeah. Awesome. Oh, and then wait, yeah. random thought. Because you know how we talked about Juliana and like Juliana hasn't been a focus on you because we don't see her again? Mm-hmm. What happened to Famous' sister? Maybe she comes back 
would in famous instead of dying or anything else, she takes him away and then Chris has to go back go to LA with her. Because it's too much heat for him right now. I I I agree with that. I definitely think that that character's you're gonna see that character again. Um it it makes sense. All the stuff that happened with Crown Camacho, who is the guy that she really was into. She didn't really care about Lou. She was into Crown Camacho. So there's something is, is going to happen. And again, I guess you could say now that they found his body, I don't know if he has a next to Ken or a funeral. She may come back for that since uh, he was the one that got her the job in the first place. So I definitely see that happening too. Yeah, I think we'll see her again. You know, it could be could be in the next episode, or if not, you know, it could even be uh, the next season. But I, I do think uh, she'll make a return. And you know, um, like you said, Dana, there could even be a situation where where famous maybe maybe he needs to to uh, leave town for a while, or Kanan wants to send him out of town to, for his safety, and maybe he goes to L.A. You know, so that could be another thing. So. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll, we'll find out. But yeah, I do have a uh, one last question. So because next week is the finale of uh, season two, you know, uh, we're gonna end this off by you know basically saying you know what are your final predictions? You know, what do you have any final predictions for things you expect to see next week? And you know, if there's gonna be any major deaths, who is it gonna be? You know, like after everything we've been saying, like. You know who who are the the major deaths going to be in in this next episode in the finale? So um, uh, who wants to go first here? Uh, <laughs> uh, hard Hold choice. Let's What's make up? this let's make this interesting. Instead of you deciding between me and Dana, how about you go first this time? <laughs> okay, Rich put me on the spot. Okay, so. <laughs> Predictions for next week. I definitely think, um, you know, I, I think with Unique, I think um, there's going to be a situation where uh, they put a hit on him and we're going to see people try to kill him, but then he somehow survives, you know, and it's going to, obviously it's going to be Saul's crew, you know, uh, he survives the hit and that is the final determining factor in him wanting to help Raquel. And then, you know, we'll see them planning you know, and plotting, and then, you know, he helps them take out Saul, and like you said, maybe Worrell will get taken out in the process as well, um, and yeah, and then uh, he becomes a distro, so I, I think that's how that will go. Um, I think with Sam, I think, um, you know, I think he, uh, he, I think Burke is going to catch up to him, and I think he will end up saying something and uh, you know, maybe he'll he'll make an official statement and it goes in the books, but Howard finds out and then word gets back to Raquel. And then, you know, this puts Marvin in a tight situation because she gave him a direct order, he didn't follow it, you know. Um, and you know, I, whether this leads to Marvin's Marvin's de- demise, I don't know. It seems like they've been setting that up, but I, I really hope. That, that is not the case. I hope, if anything, she just disowns him, you know, or something. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think that Sam, uh, Burke is going to catch up with Sam. Um, I think the, the, the Crown Camacho thing might... Uh, so here, here's what I think is going to happen, right? I think one, at least one character is going to get busted next week. A major character, I think, is going to go down. 
you know, and it could be Lulu or, uh, or it could be Kanan, you know, um, I think it's totally possible that the season could end with Kanan getting locked up. Like maybe the, maybe Sam makes a statement and, you know, um, they, they then decide to, to go after Kanan and, and, uh, you know, arrest him for, for shooting Howard or something of that nature. And maybe that's how the season ends. Or, you know, also, you know, the Crown Camacho murder could catch up to Lulu and he could be the one that ends up, you know, um, being busted next week. But uh, I definitely think we're going to see some sort of uh, follow-up to the, the Crown body being found in, in the finale. I just don't know which direction they'll go with it yet. I do I do think we'll see something regarding that. And then um as far as you know major deaths um I mean it like we've been saying it definitely seems like it's being set up for Marvin to to be a major death possibly. I don't want that to happen, but you know if that does happen they've they've set it up really sweetly like the the writing has been done really well for for that to happen. So, you know, if it happens, then kudos to them because, you know, they, they did they did an excellent job writing the character. Um, also, I definitely think Sol is, is going to die and Worrell, um, you know, uh, we already discussed that. Um, and yeah, I think I think that would be it for for deaths, maybe. Um, I, I don't I don't see Burke dying yet you know if 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 they t- end up taking her out i don't think that's going to happen in in the finale i think that would be a future thing maybe if it gets to that point but i don't see her being taken out you know at the moment so so yeah those are my predictions um so now you know i'm gonna uh put the pressure back on richard so so richard <laughs> what was your uh whoa, prediction whoa. So, for the finale so let me start by saying I really like your prediction about Kanan getting busted because that is a parallel to when Tariq got arrested. And again, they like to make these parallels between the different shows. So I just see that happening because there is enough that has happened now between what happened with Freddie getting killed and the fact that Kanan was there and he beat up Freddie prior to this other incident that happened with Famous. I see that happening now as a cost. So my prediction is, you know, Kanan, they do discover Kanan is involved in this. Kanan does get arrested. We know that Raquel will get him out fairly quickly. But Sam is definitely getting killed because, again, he will have be considered a snitch for for, for, for talking about all this stuff. So Sam is not he's not escaping this next episode. Uh, As for Marvin, I do agree the way that this this season has gone for this character it feels to me like eventually the character will get killed. Can it happen next week? Absolutely. But I feel because they had the fake out death in this episode, they may prolong that until next season, maybe the very start of the season. I, I have no idea, but Marvin's definitely his, he's on borrowed time. Um, I think you're also going to see this whole fallout with the mob. Sal is definitely going to get killed. I think we can all agree and I'm sure the commenters would agree that character is going to get killed. A lot of the other goofy people that works for his organization will also get killed. Worrell, yes, there has been some casualties on Raquel's side. So I see Worrell getting taken out. 
I like your idea about them doing a hit on, uh, you know, um, unique. unique. That makes it, that'll be awesome. I want to see them attempt that and I want to see how he gets out of that situation. So I like to see that, but I'm, but when they do that hit, that's when they are going to take out somebody that, that is close to him. So maybe Worrell, let's hope it's not anybody in the family and hit, you know, whether it be his, his girl or his kid, that would be, that would not be good. But Worrell makes the most logical sense. Okay. Cause that's his boy. Um, as in terms of Lulu, I think Lulu is not going to really have any issues in the finale as far as yes, the crown stuff will progress, but I kind of feel like now they've really want you to focus in on what's happening with this mob showdown, as well as what's been happening with, um, you know, this whole Sam storyline and how it's connected to Marvin and Raquel and Kanan. So they're probably going to focus more so on those two storylines, but, uh, Lou was definitely going to have some issues, I think going into season three, but, Again, the bigger issue they need now is they need all hands on deck to take care of the mob. So that's going to be a major focal point of what you see in the finale, I think. Um, I'm trying to see if I had any any, any other thoughts. I do I, th- I do think Jessica will return at some point. I don't know if it's going to be next week or next season, but she'll be back. Um, and that's pretty much it. Famous will still be alive in the next episode. Whatever happens with Famous is probably going to be season three, if I had to make a guess. But We'll see what happens. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great predictions. Uh, I just want to remind the people as well, uh, as we're making these predictions, we have not seen the trailer, you know, yeah. just so you all know. So the, these are all based on, you know, just our thoughts, just on watching the episode alone and not not seeing the trailer for the finale. So uh, just, uh, just a reminder. But, yeah, go ahead, Dana. Let us know your predictions. Okay, so we have the addition of Newberry. Secaucus and Roxbury, those are the three that is coming in for the finale that they called in for, so we have that. Um, Marvin is dead. It's just, it's too, he's too happy. Things are like, I'm going to do right, and it's going to be great, and Jukebox is like, yay, Dad. So remember, she's calling him Dad now, so he has to die. He's dead. Uh, Worrell is dead. Um, The Italian Sal is dead. Dumb and dumber, remember the guy? No, he's already dead. Um, but those people, as well as whoever's gonna put a hit out on Unique, they're dead. Um, just because I, they're not very competent over there, so that's just like the most incompetent mom, Ugh. anyway. So they're dead. Um, in terms of Sam, the crackhead, he's gonna be dead eventually. I, it would be interesting if he doesn't die because everything else is kind of going on right now. But the fact that he saved a life, I would rather he live and then Marvin's dead. Like, oh, look how well that got you. Remember he talked about, I'm trying to do good to make up for the bad. But then we also had the old, the, the, the voiceover saying like, you know, the bad will always catch up to you. The shooter is going to always get shot. So I just feel like in general, a lot of things that he has done in the past, he even stated, is going to catch up with him. And while that bullet may have missed him and hit Renee, it's going to come back for him eventually. So he's dead. Um, on top of that, I um, the whole situation with Howard, obviously he's not dead, but he's going to keep going in after Burke. He's standing in the shadows like Batman watching. 
and he's seeing Burke is basically shooting her own self in the foot. So she's going to jail. Famous. I don't know. That's the one thing that I really don't know in terms of what's going to happen with Famous. I do know that he's going to start panicking and worrying, and it's just going to be a lot for him. I do overall want him to know the difference between barter and trade. So how about he goes to school? I want him to go to school and just get an education. That's all. Just get just get that GED. That's all I'm asking for you before you probably end up in more trouble. That would be nice. In terms of Raquel, I think she's going to be fine. Um, in terms of what's going to happen with the mob, I think they're going to be fine as well. But she's going to have to start taking Cartier's place. And remember, it's lonely at the top. I don't think that she got all the power and everything that she's asking for, but it also comes with a lot of more trouble as well. So while we've seen in season one of her looking over the projects, remember after she set up Howard to be killed and her son to kill him, and she was just kind of looking over her little queendom of the projects, I think that it's not going to be the same like that come the finale. I think it's going to be a lot more hard work than that, and, and she's going to have to figure out what's next because Carrier is a big, he was big in what he was doing and everything that he touched as well. So again, I want to know the ripple effects. Does everyone automatically just follow Raquel? Is there going to be more feuding from the guy, the new guy who got his butt beat by Cartier before? So I don't know. Uh, that's, you know, that's one of the things that I have no idea. I do see Howard and Kanan becoming closer, but remember what Howard said, we have to stop meeting in the hood. If you don't want people to know about us. And they're just out in the daylight going, do, 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 father and son, you know, playing Skip It. That was a really great American reference there of games back in the day. Remember Skip It? Uh, so you have that. And then I love Gary's like, no, I don't know Skip It. Um, so you have that. And then also the situation that's going on with Jukebox. Um, Jukebox is a keeper of secrets. But I wonder if she's going to start opening her mouth out of the pain that she has. Um, the reason why the family likes her so much is because they can come to her and confide in her and she doesn't tell everyone their business. I wonder if she's gonna start talking. What's gonna go on with season two? I don't know. And if we do predict and it does come true that Marvin's dead, who else is she gonna kind of rely on? Because you, we had Nicole, she's gone. Marvin's dead, apparently, maybe. Um, Raquel, maybe Raquel. But, you know, she has her own situations going on, and she's very... Mm, the thing is, is that Jukebox can see through Raquel and also her lies as well. So I don't know if she'll start relying on her. Her mother is basically gone. Burke, we can't remember. We're like, oh, she's going to be friends with Burke. She's not on snitch on... I'm not snitching. And I'm definitely not going to snitch on a cop to a cop, that whole distrust thing. And the fact that they're asking her about Burke... She's not going to go run into the arms of Burke at all. So she, again, is going to start continuing to be truly alone. Um, and we see her doing less and less music for this year. So maybe I just don't know where her story lands. And that's a good thing. I cannot predict her at all. Um, Freddie, not Freddie, Freddie's dead. Famous. I don't know. That I just can't predict. I think I said that kind of previously earlier. I don't know. 
So there are a lot of characters that I just don't know, but I do believe strongly that Marvin is going to be dead. I do believe Burke is going to be um, in someone's jail. I don't know how that works in internal affairs. No, because they got her on the drug thing. They're going to say she's planting drugs and everyone's dead. So she's going to jail and she has no allies. Literally everyone is telling her to leave it alone. And she's not doing that. So she's going to be gone. And yeah, that's kind of what I predict. Awesome. Uh, interesting uh, predictions. And uh, so so explain this skip it thing then. You know, what, what, what is that some sort of like skipping rope game sort of thing? No, it was, it was a, it was, oh my gosh, I don't know how to explain it. But you know how you did jump rope? It was a, what you did, yeah. okay, so you call it jump rope, right? Where you jump the rope and double dutch. But it was basically you doing it by yourself and not with the rope. It was a plastic toy that was circular and it wraps, like there's an end piece. So it's attached to this plastic long string thing and you attach it to your ankle. Oh, is it, is it like a little and bull you, thing? Like Yes. Yeah. And you skip okay, yeah. over it. So go like yeah, skip yeah. it, skip it. And it also was the same time as my buddy and me and kid and sister. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. Before. It was a doll. My buddy and me and kid sister was basically a doll. And you know, I think they had oh they had a white shade and they had a black shade. And it'd be like, my buddy and me. And then it'd come in kid sister, kid sister. Yeah, this is I yeah. <laughs> Wherever you know, go, kid sister. Sorry, sidetrack. So, so that was that in the nineties? I don't know what wasn't that in the two thousands? Okay. Which is like I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, that was a while ago. I think it was the nineties. I'm not I'm not sure. It was not the nineties. It had to be the two thousands. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was. I'm gonna say yeah, the two thousands. He's like, I don't know. This is like back in the day when Toys R Us used to exist. Yeah, Toys R Us is gone for now. Oh, I remember <laughs> that. I remember that store. That that was a great great store, toy store. But um, yeah, excellent predictions from uh from you both. I, I I really can't wait to see what they do with the finale next week. I'm I'm eagerly anticipating it. Um, this has been a great season so far. So yeah, I can't wait. Uh to see how it all wraps up and everything. So definitely let us know your predictions also in the comments to the people listening. You know, let us know what you think is 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 about to happen. And if there's, you know, any major twists or swerves that you see forthcoming, definitely let us know also. Um, but yeah, uh, let's get a quick round of shout outs and then that is going to be it for, for, for this episode. So Dana, you got any shout outs for us? Yeah, once again, shout out to everyone who is listening to us for these weeks. It really feel like it went by fast. Like I, maybe we had we had three more episodes more to go, and it's like no, nah, next week is the finale, or this. Yeah, y'all would see it next week. So yeah, so I thought it would be much longer. Um, but shout out to everyone who has been listening to us. We have a lot more of your into TV shows and movies. We have a lot more of interviews that are coming up. We have a lot more TV shows and discussions coming. I learned how to actually work a camera. So you can expect more of that. 
So that should be really fun. Um, if you are a Lord of the Rings fan, you can check out the interviews with that. We have DC Titans. We have Doom Patrol also coming up. I did not know there was a lot of Aqua Teen fans, but that's also on, on the YouTube page as well. So thank you for listening, and hopefully you'll continue to listen to us with other projects that we have. And also BMF is so... Yeah, the BMF documentary is coming also. So that's another thing. And then, you know, um, after Raising Canaan, you know, uh, it's not too much longer for uh, book two to come around. So, you know, there's that coming soon. But uh, Rich, do you have uh, any shout outs for us? Oh, yeah, always a good discussion. I definitely want to thank everybody for the comments they left on the previous episode. Uh, we, We definitely appreciate the continued support. We're glad to hear that you all are enjoying the show. And um. Yeah, we look forward to checking out the finale and talking about it extensively. And I'm sure at some point we will have a live show again uh, after this finale happens. So we'll talk about that in the future. But definitely stay tuned for our thoughts on the finale next week. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, And yeah, just I echo those sentiments, you know, big shouts to all the supporters, the people who uh, check the show every day. You know, I know uh, the last episode was delayed. So, you know, we thank you for all your patience with that. And uh, I also thank you for all the well wishes and everything from the people. Um, it's very much impre- appreciated. So, yeah, big, big shouts to uh, the family, you know, and everyone who enjoys uh, talking about this show as much as we do. And we will be back next week with the finale. So until then, everybody take care of yourselves, stay in good health and uh, enjoy life. And uh, uh, maybe, uh, uh, maybe you know, follow follow Marvin's advice and be be good to people, be good to someone, you know. But be good to yourself first, so nothing bad happens. But then, you know, be good to everyone else too. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, we'll see you next week. Peace out.